Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old Mac of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by John Walshy Walsh. To be more like John, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Joe Marler is a big hearted man and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe Marler Show. It's the Joe Marla Show, oh, oh, oh. Welcome to... Who's printing something? <laughs> Sorry. Coley, brilliant. Yeah. Fucking Coley's printing. <laughs> Who's, who the fuck's got a printer these days? Me. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Joe and Dan Rugby... No, it's not the Joe and Dan Rugby Show anymore. It is... Thanks to my lovely, lovely mother-in-law, the Cauliflower Club. We've decided that's what we're going to call it. So, Dan, welcome to your own club. Thank you for having me, Joe. How are you this fine week? Well, no, no, it's not about me. This is about you. This is your platinum jubilee. This is your uh, coronation chicken. This is a round of applause... And a congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Did you see Cliff Richard at the Platinum Jubilee the other week? Um, no. Why What? Why the shock? Oh, mate. I don't know. He, well, first of all, his hair is, like, really dark brown. So, clearly not his actual hair. Um, or it is, but it's been dyed. And second of all, he looks like a skeleton <laughs> with skin. Nice. That's, uh, I'm sure it's a sight worth seeing then. Would you like to look like Sir Cliff when you're, what is he, like 104? He must be that old, is he? I ain't making 104, mate. It's not a chance. Um, anyway, sorry, I, I got distracted and went off on a tangine. Um, congratulations on winning your semi-final game and making it to the final of the 2022 Premiership Rugby Premiership, the rugby final, the rugby play, 
Fuck it. Congrats, mate. Well done. Thanks, Joe. Uh, you sound really uh, happy for me, which I'm very appreciative of. Um, commiserations to yourself, obviously. Um, I enjoyed the build-up to the game. A lot of sort of interesting uh, words that you normally don't see from your side, from Quinn's, you know, or just in sport in general, you know, it's normally played the nice tees up and you went the other way, didn't you? Um, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps we should have gotten to the other angle um, in hindsight. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. But what was said, what is ever said in the week leading up to an event, whether it's uh, a rugby game, a football game, a boxing match, whatever it is, doesn't really ever play a huge part, if any, on the outcome of the actual game. So I just thought, fuck it, when I was asked questions, I'd give an honest opinion of, I despise the place. Um, What they did to the sport a few years back was bad, bad from them bad but that does not get away from the fact that they have still got an unbelievable rugby team now and were fully deserved winners on the weekend so um we came we we came close sort of i think it was it was half decent half decent effort the 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 try the benel restart try after the uh, second half kickoff was a bit of a killer, but then at, as a ten-point game, I still thought we were it. We were in it. We'd have probably been better off them not getting simbined. I always find that that some teams, especially when they're so fucking good in defence, normally they ramp it up another level when they go a man down or two men down, and you're like, oh, fucking hell, would have been easy with fifteen men. Yeah, I say if that plays, it frustrates because you sort of think, oh, we should score it. We've got an extra round on the field, blah blah, blah and that almost frustrates you further when things don't go your way and you know it plays into the, the whole psychological side of the game which is but say it's, it's, it's tough isn't it because say you go the whole season I mean I think we started pretty much 11 months ago and then you play the whole season you get there and there's sort of a couple of turning points in the game and you're out you know what I mean and then and it's tough I don't know what you say uh, what you've been up to this week but I always found it Semis finals is like at least the final. You know the season ends next week, but with the semi, you gear up. It's like yeah, yeah, we're gonna go. go you know, in the you know, go to the final, go to the final, go to the final. And it's like you've lost. Right. Um, thanks for the season, lads. Um, you know, <laughs> it's 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 probably losing the semi is one of the worst because at least the final. You know, the end of the season is then. Um, similar with like you know you go lose finish eleventh in the season. You know, your final is final games then semis it's like you get you gear yourself up for final and then yeah you've lost and when we've got a social organized when we've got this organized what with what we're we doing that's brilliant i think all your points are really valid but i it would be remiss of me to not point out the fact that your use of semis in all of the last few sentences have got me really uh somewhat uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> You love a good semi, though, don't you? Like, you hate losing a semi. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Innuendo bingo started again, actually, on Radio 1. It's COVID secure, and that is fucking prime material for that. Um, but no, you're right. Boy, luck- fortunately for me personally, I had Felix and Pixie's birthday party on Sunday, already planned. 
So I just threw myself into the barbecue for that and socialising with that, whilst the majority of the rest of the squad uh, went on a three-day bender, um, all dressed as wrestlers um, <laughs> at some point or other, walking around southwest London. So, um, yeah, no, it has been, it has been a bit flat. Anyway, on to your game, please, Dan. Unfortunately, as you know, I do love rugby. I do love it. But uh, haven't watched your game, so you're going to have to take the lead on this. All I know is from a little bit that I read, Northampton was sort of in it in the first half. Yeah, in most of it. Yeah, Saints. Um, you know, they came um, and they were tough. I think it was like six all half time. They could have had several chances. They could have scored. Uh, they got a couple of pullback for knock-ons and stuff like that. Um, and then second half. They went, we had a man in the bin and they went ahead and we basically had to grind it out from the, th- the end. I'll be honest, Dan, I am actually really, really happy for you personally, but for you boys as a club, you go the whole season on top and the traditionalist in me is like, well, you sh- you've won the league. There should be at least some sort of fucking award or like in rugby league, they give you like the league leader's shield, don't they? But then they kind of go... Well, means nothing because we've still got the fucking playoffs. But, you know, there should be a recognition or if our sport was more financially viable, we wouldn't have a playoff system and uh, we'd just chuck it in. But congratulations to you. I am very happy, very, very happy for Steve. (laughs) Um, Just because he's got another week where he has to go to a hotel. I presume you'll go to a hotel on the Friday? Yep. Probably have spaghetti the night before. Correct. Just another opportunity for him to go to a hotel and see spaghetti for a pre-match meal or the night before. Just can't wait. Just the just the thought of Steve walking into the team room, looking all the way down all these food dishes, seeing the spaghetti and just going, oh, oh, what an absolutely pointless piece of food that is. But the final, mate, how are you excited? You're obviously buzzing because, you know, you look really, really excited or sunburned. What the fuck is going on with your head? I was pushing um, one of my children on the sl- um, the swings the other day. He's like, Daddy, why are your arms so red? I'm like, uh, it's it's called sunburn. And he's like, you've got arm burn. Your arms are on fire. So I then had to chase him around pretending that my arms were on fire. And it was like, for fuck's sakes, <laughs> I'm getting done by a five-year-old here. Um, just mugging me off. That image in itself, Dan running round. Can you do your best, like fire impression, just just now, please? No, not for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not doing a bad job of it all. Just sat there looking like fucking Zoidberg from Futurama. <laughs> you're excited, are you? Yes. I think one thing: a, you get older, and b, when you've been through. Some of the, um, as you know, like you won a premiership, then you had some not so great years, and then you won another one. Um, and I say, when I first came to Leicester side, we were, you know, I think we reached five finals on the bounce, semis, and every year it was kind of like, oh, we're going to win, or next year's next year, next year. And then you have that, um, not taken away from you, but you don't, you're not good enough to get back there. And, you know, you appreciate how hard actually winning games of rugby is, um, which is something you probably take for granted, or I took for granted early in my career, because, we just won. Um, whereas, you know, you finish 11th a couple of seasons, probably should have get relegated, You're very close not to. And you appreciate how hard it is to win, you know, one game of rugby in the Premiership 
never mind two, never mind a season's worth and big games and semis and finals. So, yeah, I think um, no matter what the outcome on Saturday, it's, you know, obviously you want to win, the whole reason you're there, but you take pride in the fact that we've got there considering where we were three years ago. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. The turnaround that you guys have had under Steve, um, how long has he been there? Like 20 months now? I read it somewhere, but he's definitely ignited that old Leicester DNA back in you boys. And you can see in the way you all play um, for each other and for, for him and the club that you're just loving it again. Not ju- Not just... Obviously, it's a lot easier to love it when you're winning. Of course it is, but you seem to have that bit of fucking fight and dog about you again and and the buy into the systems that Steve's clearly put in place. So I hope, I really, really, really hope um, that you boys do a job on Saturday and um, twofold, really. You know, that will sort of suppress and make my hatred for your opposition slightly happier you beat them but also just make me really happy that my old pal has won another trophy anyway so the, the, the final will be done on the Saturday and then there's the traditional Barbarians fixture versus England on the Sunday boys back in the mix Danny Kerr the, the other DC is back in the mix he is four years in the wilderness and uh, the beaver's gone mate fancy coming back for a run around um, what do you think to that, Dees? I mean, what do you think about DC returning DRC? Uh, it's really good. I think, you know, he's fully deserved. He's been one of the um, form nines or players in the Premiership this year. And, you know, he has obviously a lot of international experience. He knows the game. And I think, you know, he has spoken about his differences before. But it's four years later, whatever it is. And he's got a chance to... Sometimes I think when you have something like, again, you're not in touch rugby, you don't... You never want to say take it for granted, but you get in the system of, you know, you you play Six Nations, you then do this, you go on summer tour, then you do autumn, and it's just a conveyor belt of rugby. And it's only when you sort of either injury or selection or yeah, it gets you're not selected, uh, you realise what a privilege it was to play, and you kind of think back, what would I have done differently? Oh, I wouldn't, you know. And then you have time to adjust, and sometimes you never get a second opportunity, but DC has, and hopefully takes it with both hands. Yeah, you touched on the differences that maybe have been mentioned in the past between him and him and the beaver what if actually because dc was meant to fly out with the barbarians on sunday morning to monaco and then play in the fixture against england what if the beaver got wind of it and then went right here's my payback i'm going to call him into england camp i'm going to dangle this little carrot um that's not a euphemism i mean like just an analogy version dangle this little carrot and then maybe pick him to play against the barbarians and then just go yeah mate psych and dc's just like what is like, gotcha yeah not only did you not get to go to monaco and you know go on the piss for the week and live your dream um <laughs> i've put you in fucking fitness camp for a week played against the barbars and then fucked you off out of it that would be genius. What if that like, happens? I mean, it would be unfortunate for DC, but it'd be fucking brilliant. Like. Um, so that's 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 a comeback for DC. So the door's been opened for him. But what about the DRC? Uh, is this slightly 
enabling a comeback for you, mate. Carl Sinclair's injured. You've had the season of your life. Well, yeah, I would actually say the season of your life. Um, come on, they need a bit of experience out there. What if the beaver turns around and goes, Carly Bear, you fancy it? I'll be like, is my mate Joe, is my mate uh, Joe, does he need someone to help him or is he retired again for the ninth time, as I read in the media this week? Ah, um, uh, I see, I see what you're doing here. The, the classic deflection. Mate, if he said, Coley, fancy coming on tour, you've been playing some great rugby, yes or no? Well, you'd never say no, would you, Joe? Oh, good. It's a hypothetical that's not going to happen, so... Yeah, no, no, I, and I was just playing out the hypothetical, but all I'm saying is that, you know, that DC's been called back. There might be another, you know, DC coming. Another another DC, Sips, and then Daz Crompton, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Danny Crewcock. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Danny, Danny Crewcock? Danny Crewcock? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh God, Danny, Danny Cock, Danny Cock grew. Oh my God, have I only just known that if you turn his surname around, Danny Cock grew, Danny's cock grew. Fucking hell. Anyway, would you say that to his face? Not a chance. No, not no. a chance. He used to scare the fucking life out of me. Oh, um, oh, hang on. Oh my God. Talking to DCs. What's up, Shags? Where are you? We're in Walnut, mate. What are you doing? I'm busy. What are you doing? Slagging you off. Right, we've had a question on your Instagram, which is going from strength to strength. I believe you are up to 5,763 followers as of today. Give it another month, mate, we'll be up to 10,000. Give it a year, we'll be up to half a mil, at least. And then you can be like, yeah, you want me to... um, Turn on the Christmas lights in Leicester, awesome. Yeah, you want me to promote your dog carrying slings yeah i'll do that we have had a question on your instagram from suze smith try to picture her voice hello dan bracket joe i'm bracket hope you're well my friend and i are big rugby fans come on you queens and i've had a burning question for years what do rugby players do in order to protect their willies during a game do you wear padded boxers do you tuck them under or wrap them in bubble wrap? Looking forward to hearing from you. Kind regards, BB and Suzanne. I often sort of tie it around the top of my thigh, just so it stays out of the way. <laughs> but yeah. it's just there, like it's so insignificant that I have no issues with needing to put it anywhere. The only time that I have had a semi worry, <laughs> a sem- I've been semi worried. Uh, in a game it was a few years back and the second row had like pulled really hard you know when they bind between your legs and then they pulled up really hard rather than keeping their shoulder connected to your ass to to power through they like pulled up and i had this weird sensation and i stood up i was like fucking hell that's weird and as i felt down there through my shorts i was like fuck my nuts are gone (laughs) they're completely vanished 
And I panicked, this, I swear to God, mate, it was panicked, put my hands down my shorts, fucking out, completely empty sack, and I was like, where are they then? They've not been fucking buckshelford ripped off or anything like that. And then just above um, where your pubes are, your pubic bone or whatever it is, I felt these two lumps and they'd been tucked up. They'd been like tucked up there and I had to pop them back down. And I was like, fuck it, the relief. Where did you, where oh you pop God, them? Did you like, what did you have to do? Back. Hold your nose and go. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But that's the only time I've really had a had a bit of a an issue, a bit of a panic. You ever lost your nuts in a scramble? No, I haven't. Oh, oh no! You were like a one of those monks, weren't you? One of those monks that tucks their testicles inside them so they can take a shot to the groin. The time has come. One of my favourite times, and it's for you to do the ad break. Go. These are the ads. <laughs> Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the ads. <laughs> okay, that'll do. Um, I do actually remember one time, just slightly off script, um, my only real penis worry was during a game was the second row behind me. He wasn't the most flexible and he basically, as so a scrum went forward, his ass went in the air and he pulled back and he literally pulled my dick out in front of um, a semi-full... Um, cat stand at the Tigers, um, so I then had to like drop drop my bind in well, like, the the loose end and literally just put it on my crotch to save the embarrassment of being exposed in front of eighteen thousand people in that or whatever it is ten thousand that stand. So I imagine it's like that picture that went round of Paul Skulls, and I can't ever work out whether it's real or not. But um, you know, he's falling over and his knob falls out. That's what I'm picturing. So, Joe, have you got any plans for your off-season break? I am looking to book a holiday. First holiday away in fuck knows how long, Coley, with all the COVID stuff over the couple of years and travelling and testing and jabs, etc., etc. But um, So I'm just trying to sort that out. I've also got a shit ton of fucking DIY that I need to do that you can never... You're always like, yeah, I'll do that Yeah, during the season. Then you're knackered back from training or you've got a game and you're all put, always putting it off and then your wife's just looking at you constantly disapprovingly like you are so shit at DIY and I'm like oh yeah I am yes I am that's why I put it off but it's also because I'm fucking shattered so I'm gonna muster up the motivation to sort the house out um do all that that bit uh what about you we get five weeks it's quite a long it's quite a long time actually I am going to regrout my patio, and that's about it. You, you personally are going to regrout your patio. Yeah, well, it's got like paving slabs, so but all the um, slabs, all the sort of, they're starting to move because 
the groutings come out of it and that kind of stuff. So there's a few that need lifted up and, uh, you know, rebedding, and then the rest of it, I'll try and, I'll try and, um, yeah, put, you know, like a, a sand cement mix in it and make it solid. You sound as handy at DIY as I am. I think we should do a DIY podcast. What my plan is, is um, I'm hoping my dad will come round to offer some assistance. He will then, I'll be that bad. He'll be like, oh, fucking, this is how you do it. You lift the slabs, I'll do it. And I'll be like, oh, this is, oh, I'm really learning here, dad. Hopefully if we do a good job, we won't have to do it for another 25 years. Job's done. Thanks very much. Um, so, yeah, I'll make the teas, shall I? I'll get the teas, dad. So, yeah, that's the plan. Um, What's your old man's name? David. Oh, DRC. What's his middle name? Edwin. So he's DEC. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm DRC, because my dad's, he signs as he's like DC as well. So he's DEC and I'm DRC. So your your dad's called, your dad's called Deck, but if you say it in an Australian or Kiwi accent, your dad's name is Dick. And my middle name is Richard, which if shortened is Dick. So So there's just going to be a, a pair of dicks regrounding your patio. Dick everywhere. Well, that sounds absolutely riveting. No, there'd be no, no rivets involved. Oh, no rivets no. involved, Joe. What about a holiday? You going, going on holiday with the boys and Belle? Yes, we're actually... Um, well, this is the thing. We booked it about a year ago, thinking that the off-season was something. So we actually got Centre Park, so it was kind of like, oh, we'll book it. And this was before, like, playoffs and stuff, so it's like, oh, we can go to Centre Park. So we're literally going to the one in Nottingham because it's like, at the time we booked it, it's like, I'm probably going to be in pre-season. So then I can just swing, you know, I can do commute. But the boys are in school for the first couple of weeks of the holiday, which is, um, and education is very important. So that's when I'll be doing my dick and they'll be in school. But yeah, now we've got a holiday plan. They're looking forward to the, whatever it is, tropical zone. So Bugalugs here will be chasing them around. Fucking hell. It's like, it's not a holiday. It's not going to be a holiday. Like, this is what, you, you want to find out with kids, don't you? There's no holiday with kids. It's like, I remember going to Croatia with the boys. Like, we went there before COVID and you got there and we got the first two days. Like, there's a bit of time difference. They were, you know, I think we had to get up at half four for the flight. We get up. It's like, oh, they'll sleep in the car. They didn't. They're wide awake the entire way to the airport, wide awake the entire part of the flight. We then landed and Ralph lost his shit for the final 20 minutes. He's only about one years old or two years old, but just bawling his eyes out for the final 20 minutes of the flight. Like, just it's landing, it's quiet. Then as soon as we landed, he fell asleep. It was asleep for the next two hours. The whole through, I had to carry him. I couldn't even put him in his thing. I had to carry him through the airport like this while he's asleep. Um, we then got to Croatia. We didn't have any like we weaned him off like baby milk, powder milk. So oh, they just drink the stuff there. They didn't like them milk in Croatia. They didn't want to eat. It was like two days in. Me and Bella like should we just fly home because this is the worst. Like this is dreadful. Like this, the kids aren't eating. They're grizzly all the time. They're not sleeping. Should we just, should we just leave them here? Let's, let's go home. And it was kind of like actually third day, we were there. It flicked. So they, they sort of, they'd eat their food. They enjoy it. They go and like they just slept. And you're just like, oh my, like actually enjoyed the holiday. But I just remember like the first couple of days just being like, no, just I, I want to go home, but I don't want to face that flight going home. Oh fuck me, dead. Well, it sounds like you've got a lovely off season planned, and hopefully. You can do it all with a Premiership Rugby Winners medal around your neck. But before we get there, I need you to do something for me. And it gives me 
great, great pleasure to announce, before you announce, announcing this, can you read out the final fixture of the year, please, Daniel? I can. It gives me Don't fuck it great up. pleasure to announce the final of the Guinness. Should we go the Gallagher? It's the Gallagher Premiership. <laughs> it's um, so too many! Oh, fucked it. He can do it. I can understand why you've struggled with all the fucking lists before. Uh, Only marginally understand it. You've got one fixture, one fucking final fixture to read out, and you still fucked it. You literally said five minutes ago, education's important. That's why I'm not taking the boys out of school early. That's why, so they can read properly and not fuck things up yeah the fixture is less tigers versus saracens at twickenham stadium 3 p.m tickets still available <laughs> are they uh maybe thank you ever so much um thanks for listening to our cauliflower no fifth you meant to say fifth all right our cauliflower club podcast there, okay, yeah, sorry, right. So, thanks for listening to our fifth instalment of the. Just say fifth! Cauliflower. Fucking hell! Yeah, right. Fifth instalment of the Cauliflower Club podcast. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, hope, we hope you enjoyed it. Fuck. We've really enjoyed it, so we hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, God. Uh, the next regular episode of the Joe Marler Show is out on Wednesday, and Tom will be back, and we'll be talking to a. TV presenter, someone who presents TV, who you need to fucking speak to a little bit more, Coley, just in terms of speaking. Please? Yes, sir. Aye, aye, Captain. See you, Sheriff. Take care, mate. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.